You're listening to Book Insights, brought to you by Memoed, finding and simplifying the world's most powerful ideas to fit into your lifestyle. Each episode is a deep dive into a nonfiction bestseller that can change your life or make you think. In around 30 minutes, you'll learn all about a book that offers wisdom for your life, career, or business. So get ready to live and work smarter, better, and happier with Book Insights. Growing up, Angela Duckworth often heard the comment from her Chinese-American father, you know, you're no genius. It wasn't just aimed at her, but also her two siblings. Her dad was worried about how successful his children would become and didn't see much evidence of intellectual talent. Years later, Duckworth was named a recipient of the MacArthur Fellowship Genius Grant. (laughs) She enjoyed the irony. Duckworth hadn't gotten into the gifted and talented program at her school. She was never sheltered and funneled through private academies. Despite all this, she still managed to get into Harvard to study neurobiology. The so-called Genius Award seemed proof of what she had been spending years looking at in her research. Hard work and determination matter more than talent. Grit, the power of passion and perseverance, tells the story of that research showing that an old-fashioned virtue can be cultivated so that success largely becomes a matter of our own creation. Grit challenges the conventional wisdom and cult of IQ. Backed by research and fascinating examples, the book tells us that the true path to individual success is through character, passion, joy, purpose, resilience, and above all else, perseverance. Life's successes are not just open to the intellectually gifted, but rather to those who have tenacity and are prepared to endure. In this book insight, we'll look in depth at Duckworth's lessons and examples, illustrating her thesis that passion and resilience are the secrets of success. We'll focus on these areas. First, what exactly is grit? Second, how talent, effort, and skill interact for ultimate success. Third, grit and the grit goal hierarchy. And fourth, how parents can grow grit in children. Let's start with Duckworth herself. Then we'll go into her research. Duckworth grew up as the daughter of Chinese immigrant parents in the United States. After Harvard, she was recruited to work at high-flying management consultancy McKinsey, but eventually left to become a mathematics teacher in New York. After several years teaching, she became increasingly interested in the role effort plays in individual success. That led to her third career path, psychology. Duckworth is now a professor of psychology at the University of Pennsylvania, where she researches grit and self-control. She has a master's degree in neuroscience from Oxford, and she attained her PhD in psychology from the University of Pennsylvania. She's advised the White House, the World Bank, NBA and NFL teams, as well as Fortune 500 CEOs. She is also the founder and CEO of Character Lab, a not-for-profit organization whose mission is to advance the science and practice of character development. Duckworth's original research on grit was undertaken at the United States Military Academy, commonly known as West Point. To get into West Point, Candidates need very high academic attainment, along with a nomination from a senator, a member of Congress, or a U.S. vice president. Plus, there are exacting fitness standards which are also required. 
each candidate is given a whole candidate score, which factors in academic achievement, leadership potential, and physical fitness. 14,000 apply each year, 1,200 actually get to enroll, and of these selected candidates, 20% drop out before graduation, many within the first few months. Why? Duckworth discovered that the whole candidate score was woefully unreliable at predicting who would remain at West Point after the first two months. She initially spoke with military psychologist Mike Matthews. His experience led him to believe that what made the difference between the dropouts and the stayers was a never-give-up attitude. This chimed with the theory Duckworth had about the link between this trait and success. Some people rise to the occasion, while others just don't. Duckworth developed a grit scale, which asked people to rank themselves on statements such as, I finish whatever I begin. It was quickly taken by 1,218 West Point cadets in the intake of July 2004. She quickly found that her grit scores did not match up at all to the whole candidate scores that West Point used. Of the 71 cadets who dropped out of training that year, for instance, there were plenty of highly talented people who had great SAT scores, leadership ability, and athletic prowess. But none of this seemed to ultimately matter. The grit scores, on the other hand, were incredibly accurate at predicting who would make it through and who would not. Duckworth defines grit as a combination of passion and perseverance. It involves enduring passion for something and pushing through frustration and pain to achieve it even amid evidence that you are not succeeding. Enthusiasm is common, Duckworth writes. Endurance is rare. Is grit something we're born with, or is it something we can learn? There's no clear answer, Duckworth says. Some grit can be inherited through genetics, and the rest may develop through experience. For instance, it's possible that older people are grittier because they grew up in an era in which dogged perseverance was more a part of cultural norms than it is now. Or it may be that as you get older, you naturally develop more grit, because it becomes apparent that there is no way around hard work and determination to succeed. Duckworth delineates four key psychological characteristics of a gritty person. They follow their passion. They are committed to and enjoy what they do, and devote time to their interests every day. They have dedication to practice. Practicing every day, they are always striving for incremental improvement. They fully understand their purpose, that is, the reasons why they are pursuing their particular passion. They have hope. They have faith and belief that their abilities can improve. In the case of the West Point study, the evidence was clear. Talent earned a place there, but grit and supreme motivation determined who would stay. Here is Duckworth during a TED Talk. What I do know is that talent doesn't make you gritty. Our data show very clearly that there are many talented individuals who simply do not follow through on their commitments. In fact, in our data, grit is usually unrelated or even inversely related to measures of talent. Duckworth later tested her ideas in the workplace and showed that salespeople who measured high on her grit scale were likely to outperform their peers. She applied the theory to Chicago schools and also to students competing in the Scripps National Spelling Bee. At this event, she found there was a surprisingly large range of natural verbal ability among the competitors. But the children who went furthest 
were simply those who put in the most solitary practice hours and attended the most spelling bees. Just showing up, as folk wisdom suggests, was important to success, along with the dull task of memorizing the spelling of thousands of obscure words. Lots of kids liked the idea of winning, but only some were actually willing to do the work, day in and day out, when they could have been watching TV or playing with friends. In this book insight, we began our discussion on Angela Duckworth's grit. To Duckworth, it's all in the title. Grit is a combination of passion and perseverance. People with grit are passionate about what they do, put in the practice, understand their purpose, and have hope in their abilities. In the next part, we'll break down the magical combination of talent, effort, and skill. Then we'll go into goals. Enjoying this episode of Book Insights? If so, keep listening and learning. There's a collection of over 100 titles you can read or listen to now at memodapp.com insights. That's M-E-M-O-D-A-P-P dot insights. Society places enormous emphasis on natural ability. We believe that natural gifts will surely lead to success. We seem to want to believe that there are some special people that have abilities we could never match. Therefore, it's pointless for lesser individuals to even try. The problem with this view, Angela Duckworth says, is that if we overemphasize talent, we underemphasize everything else. In this book insight, we'll continue our discussion on Duckworth's 2016 bestseller, Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance. We'll break down Duckworth's views on talent, effort, and skill. Then, we'll consider Grit's relationship to goals. When she was a teacher, Duckworth noticed that certain students who achieved low scores in aptitude tests nevertheless excelled in the classroom. It confirmed in her mind that work ethic and effort mattered as much as talent. Duckworth examines the work of leading psychologists and thinkers who studied the part effort plays in success. For instance, in the 1900s, psychologist William James wrote, The plain fact remains that men the world over possess amounts of resource which only very exceptional individuals push to their extremes of use. Duckworth uses the example of the Olympic swimmer. The assumption is that he or she has a natural talent that we could never emulate. The problem is, this very clearly diminishes the amount of time that the swimmer spends in the pool day after day, year after year. The thought that they have an amazing talent is more psychologically appealing to us than the acknowledgement that we might be capable of some great feat ourselves, but don't put in the effort. Here is Duckworth during her TED Talk. My research team and I went to West Point Military Academy. We tried to predict which cadets would stay in military training and which would drop out. We partnered with private companies asking, which of these salespeople is going to keep their jobs? And who's going to earn the most money? In all those very different contexts, one characteristic emerged as a significant predictor of success. And it wasn't social intelligence, it wasn't good looks, physical health, and it wasn't IQ. It was grit. Duckworth refers to 19th century philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche, who stated, with everything perfect, we do not ask how it came to be. We rejoice in the present fact as though it came out of the ground by magic. Malcolm Gladwell wrote in his book Outliers, 10,000 hours of practice is the magic number of greatness. 
People are not born geniuses, but get there through a very large amount of deliberate practice. Gladwell had to subsequently defend and refine his message, noting that practice isn't a sufficient condition for success. I could play chess for a hundred years and I'll never be a grandmaster. The point is simply that natural ability requires a huge investment of time in order to be made manifest. Duckworth lays down two simple equations for getting from talent to achievement. Talent times effort equals skill. Skill times effort equals achievement. In the first equation, she defines talent as how rapidly our skills develop when we commit time and effort. In the second equation, achievement is the result of our now-developed skills being put to good use. Only with effort does talent become skill, and effort makes those skills even more productive. In short, effort matters twice. First, when applied to talent. Second, when it drives skill acquisition. Duckworth doesn't ignore opportunities or luck as contributing factors in success. It's enormously beneficial to have the time and opportunity to practice or a dedicated teacher or coach to support you. Environment and the nurturing of talent are crucial, but in Duckworth's mind, effort is ultimately the most important element of success. Effort can ultimately only come from a person. It's hard or perhaps impossible to force effort. No trainer can make someone go the extra mile when they are exhausted. This has to come from inside. This is grit. Many people invest in exercise equipment with the best intentions to get fit, yet findings indicate that 40% of those people use their equipment far less than they originally intended. Although fitness depends on how hard we work out, Duckworth makes the point that much of the time, that's not the issue. The problem is that we stop working out altogether. We get discouraged, yet even a bit of effort a day can over time make a sizable difference. The truly gritty person will continue to put in the effort, day after day after day, even when there seems to be no clear benefit. Duckworth discusses strivers as those who continually seek to improve their skill despite not appearing to have natural talent. If a striver works harder than someone with natural talent, she calculates, they will ultimately achieve a higher standard than the talented. She writes, someone twice as talented but half as hardworking as another person might reach the same level of skill but still produce dramatically less over time. Plenty of people have a passion for something, but people with high levels of grit remain passionate about something over a long period of time. Others may lose interest or find the training too hard, but simply staying in the game often brings success. People high in grit generally do not bounce around from high-level goal to high-level goal. They maintain focus on their one chosen goal over the long term. This ultimate concern controls all of the other things they do. In contrast, someone without grit will ricochet from one disparate goal to another without clear purpose or understanding of how they will combine to achieve a single overarching goal. Explaining her idea of a hierarchy of goals, Duckworth explains that top-level goals tend to be long-term and fixed, mid-level goals help you progress to the top-level goals, and tend to be a bit more flexible and medium-term. Low-level goals are specific and short-term, and could be thought of as a to-do list. They may be quite menial in nature and large in number. All lower and mid-level goals should feed upward towards the achievement of top-level goals. Duckworth refers to the investor Warren Buffett, 
who is said to have given the following advice to his pilot on prioritizing goals. List your top career 25 goals. Identify the highest priority 5 goals. No matter what, avoid the other 20 goals. In short, dispense with distractions and drains on your energy and time, and focus on what really matters. Buffett, for instance, despite being one of the world's richest people, leads a very simple life. He has five or six hours a day of uninterrupted reading time in his office. There are millions of people he could be meeting, things he could be doing. But every day he sticks to what he loves and what he's good at. Duckworth touches on the role of habits in making deliberate practice into a routine or daily ritual. Goals obviously depend on self-discipline and willpower. As Charles Duhigg told us in The Power of Habit, willpower is like a muscle. Use too much of it, and it gets tired. Habits, on the other hand, work automatically once they're formed. As Charles C. Noble wrote, first we make our habits, then our habits make us. What is the link between habit and grit? Simply that having good habits means doing something day in, day out, avoiding the need for willpower. To people with less self-control, what looks like unusual grit may actually just be good habits in action. In this book Insight, we discuss the importance of effort in relation to talent and skill. According to Duckworth, here is the equation to achievement. Talent times effort equals skill. Skill times effort equals achievement. It all comes down to the effort. We also discussed goals and the power of habit. Focusing on one high-level goal rather than a multitude of wishes. You'll achieve more by creating habits that build toward achieving your number one goal. Next time, we'll conclude Angela Duckworth's Grit by discussing the growth of grit in our children. Enjoying this episode of Book Insights? If so, keep listening and learning. There's a collection of over 100 titles you can read or listen to now at memodeapp.com slash insights. That's M-E-M-O-D-A-P-P dot com slash insights. In Angela Duckworth's best-selling book, Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance, she tells the story of Steve Young, former NFL quarterback. When Steve wanted to quit both the team and college because he was unhappy, his dad essentially told him he could, but that he wouldn't be able to live at home anymore. It sounds harsh, but in Duckworth's interview with Young's parents, she found that they were both strict and supportive. They loved him enough to want to teach him a valuable lesson, that persistence usually leads to success. In this book Insight, we're concluding our discussion on grit by examining parenting and growing grit in our children. Steve Young's parents cultivated a high-standard, tough-love approach in developing grit in their son. Duckworth mentions Francesca Martinez, a British comedian. Martinez's parents were supportive of her, even after she dropped out of school to pursue a career in comedy. The thing Martinez got from her parents was that passion and hard work will eventually bring results. They taught her how to believe in herself. This could be called the nurturing approach to developing grit. The main thing about developing grit in young people, Duckworth says, is that they are not coddled and protected to the extent that they never learn grittiness. They must be held to high standards. She provides a wake-up call to parents. You may be authoritative, supportive, and wise, 
but if you are not gritty yourselves, you won't raise gritty children. You have to establish an example of passion, resilience, and long-term goals. You can't teach something you don't do. For some children, school can be both hard and uninteresting. On the other hand, playing with friends during lunchtime may be interesting, but it's not hard. Some after-school activities, however, like ballet or chess, are both interesting and hard. It is these kinds of extracurricular activities, Duckworth says, that can pay off for children in terms of their commitment, skills, and confidence. Focused, challenging activities, combined with the child's enthusiasm for them, are what builds grit. Here is Duckworth in her TED Talk. When kids read and learn about the brain and how it changes and grows in response to challenge, they're much more likely to persevere when they fail because they don't believe that failure is a permanent condition. Duckworth suggests that every member of a family, including the parents, needs to have their own hard thing. This is about committing 100% to something and for a defined period of time. Each member should be allowed to quit, but only after they have completed a set time frame, such as a full year or season. It's very important that the child selects their own hard thing. It's not up to the parent to choose. Parenting may be very important for instilling grit in children, but what about in adults? Duckworth emphasizes that if you want to become grittier, you need to find and insert yourself in gritty cultures, whether that's a team, company, or institution. This is about growing your grit from the outside in. A lot of grit may be innate, but success becomes much easier when you are surrounded by others striving for the same thing. Duckworth reminds us that although grit matters, it is not the most important aspect of a person's character. More important is the motivation or purpose powering the gritty approach. She found one thing in common among all remarkable people she interviewed for her work, the intention to contribute to the well-being of others. Her subjects love what they do, and they are often fiercely protective of their work and their routines. But part of what's driving them on is the thought that their skill can have a big impact on the world. This combination of self-directed and other directive motives, she says, means that you can want to be a top dog and, at the same time, be driven to help others. By singling out the grit trait and giving it scientific foundation, Duckworth's book is an important contribution to psychology and strikes a chord with many readers. We all remember the smart kids from school who never had the success that we predicted or assumed from them, while many average ones who were determined and consistently worked hard went on to greater things. Grit is a great antidote to the cult of the IQ. Whatever we lack in total brain power or passion can easily be compensated for in resilience and perseverance. In 1869, Francis Galton wrote one of the first expositions of why people succeed or fail. His book, Hereditary Genius, attributed success to a combination of ability, passion, and capacity for hard work. Galton's friend Charles Darwin read the book and wrote in reply, For I have always maintained that, excepting fools, men did not differ much in intellect, only in zeal and hard work. And I still think this is an eminently important difference. Darwin is commonly referred to as a genius, but in fact, it is only his patient, methodical studies over several decades that led to his breakthrough. The work was often difficult, but
but his passion for it was so great, no one could have stopped him. Darwin admitted he didn't have the kind of whip-smart intelligence that others had. He wasn't even good at following abstract thought, and he claimed to have a poor memory. His particular talent, he said, was noticing things which easily escape attention, and in observing them carefully. He kept thinking about the same questions and didn't give up on them. This combination of extreme interest and determination, Duckworth says, personifies grit, and it's available to all of us. Thank you for listening to Book Insights. Check out the rest of our content at memodap.com. Please keep in mind that the information provided in or through our Book Insights episodes is for educational and informational purposes only. It's not intended to be a substitute for advice given by qualified professionals and should not be relied upon to disregard or delay seeking professional advice. Thank you.